the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Decades on air. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. President Biden before the U.N. this week to address the coronavirus pandemic and human rights abuses, amongst other things. He'll also try and smooth things over with France about that nuclear submarine deal with Australia. Apple has released a critical software patch to fix a vulnerability in your iPhone. Security researchers at the University of Toronto Citizen Labs say the flaw was exploited to plant spyware on a Saudi activist's iPhone and warn that it could allow hackers to similarly infect other Apple devices without any user action. The researchers say the flaw was exploited by Israel's NSO group. The company responded with a one-sentence statement saying it will continue providing tools for fighting terror and crime. Correspondent Jeremy House, this is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. A general faces some tough questions. We are getting very close to politicizing the military at the top levels in a way that's going to do lasting damage. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Our September Regnery Book of the Month is How to Raise a Conservative Daughter by Michelle Easton. Author Michelle has worked with thousands of students and young professionals preparing the next generation of conservative leadership. Register to win a copy of the book by signing up now at the Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. The forecast for today, we're looking at sunny and breezy and a high of 89 with a low of 70 and partly cloudy for tonight. Tomorrow, thunderstorms likely and a high of 73 with a low of 52. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, the calendar says September 19th, but uh, holy cow, uh, the weather, if I heard that right, says the dog days of August or maybe even late July, close to 90 degrees. And I still got to mow my lawn yet, so uh, uh, I might wait until it gets a little uh, closer to sunset, which the sun is setting now by about 7, 730. But uh, I will get it done, and uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning in the program. Hope I have more live listeners today. And by the way, speaking of live listeners, I am doing a live stream of the broadcast on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So just go to facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and I'm waving to the camera right now. And yeah, another comment thread for you to weigh in on. But uh, the Vikings don't play until 3 o'clock, so I'm assuming I have more live listeners and nobody wants to be out in heat and humidity, maybe, after this beautiful fall weather we've had. So uh Perhaps you're sitting in your air conditioning dwelling and enjoying the broadcast. If so, we appreciate it. 
But if you're listening via podcast later on, we appreciate that, too. So I do want to get to some local items here the first couple, three segments. And then we got a lot of national news. And we'll be joined by John Burns of Concerned Veterans for America at uh, 2.30. That'll be our only guest today. So a lot to get to. Uh, I was really hoping that I didn't have to talk about former Republican Party of Minnesota Chair Jennifer Carnahan a whole lot more, but I had a feeling once she resigned in disgrace that the way she resigned and the way that all went down where she was able to cast the deciding vote and giving herself a severance package to move on, uh, I I had a feeling we weren't going to hear the last from her, and we have not. Uh, The Associated Press, uh, this is uh, Steve Karnowski at the local Associated Press, Press conducted an interview with Jennifer Carnahan. I believe these are some of her first uh, public statements since uh, she resigned from the party last month. Uh, The former head of the Minnesota Republican Party, who resigned under pressure last month, told the Associated Press on Tuesday that she is considering running to get her old job back. You've got to be kidding me. Or possibly for a public office. In her first press interview since stepping down as party chair, Jennifer Carnahan maintained that she was forced out by the same people who opposed her reelection campaign six months ago. Uh, to say that it was exclusively those people is emphatically false. Uh, emphatically false. And I would dare say, uh, given that she was reelected with 67% of the vote earlier this year, Ain't no way all all those same people uh, still support her for running for chair. It, no shot. Okay. But, again, this is uh, she gets to answer these questions the way they're asked, so, so be it. Uh, continuing with the story, she firmly disputes allegations of fostering a toxic work environment. She also denies foreknowledge of any wrongdoing by major GOP donor Anton Lazaro, whose indictment on sex trafficking charges touched off the firestorm that led to her downfall. Okay, a couple things here. First off, no one. The, the, I, I'm tired of this straw man argument. Well, I had no idea that he was trafficking young young girls in that capacity. No one, no one was really. No one was implying you did. If there were some, okay, yeah, then it may have been a personal axe to grind. But no one was suggesting that you knew of these activities. But the problem is optics and in, you know, and politics, you know, politics is perception is the old, is uh, the old saying goes. And the fact of the matter is because he was able to fund a lot of uh, this Anton Lazaro when he was, you know, obviously not in jail and not accused of uh, these horrific crimes. He was funding a lot of the GOP operations. You know, there have been. People have come out and made statements, former employees of the party, and talked about how when she needed to make payroll or emergency expenses came up, would reach out to him and, you know, he'd write another check, keep the gravy train going. So when you have someone like that who now is being accused of the activities he was, and, and because it is very well documented that he was a close friend of yours and was funding your uh, all of your campaigns for chair i'm sorry politics is perception there is no way the republican party would be viable at all with jennifer carnahan as chair and some would argue it's not really that viable whether she's chair or not because we the republicans haven't won a statewide election since 2006 i have to stop saying we i'm not a republican uh technically i vote for a lot of republican candidates but i i'm not one myself so that's so this idea that well I had no idea of his activities well that's not the point. The point is is that because you had this close relationship with this person and he was such a well-known donor to the party uh sorry you, you, you know your hands aren't clean in this uh former chair Carnahan. I'll continue with this AP story since resigning August 19th Carnahan said she had been focused on spending time with her husband U.S. Rep. Jim Hagedorn decompressing and doing a lot of soul searching about her opportunities. She said she could meet, 
she said that could mean another run for party chair or for governor or another public office, but she would not get specific. Uh, let's get rid of the wiggle room here. Um, any public office, whether it be governor or member of Congress, whatever, it's a non-starter. She's not a viable candidate. No way would she be able to survive uh, a campaign if she would somehow get to the general election, okay? It's it's fantasy land. And now, the thing that is concerning, and this, this had been said, you know, after she resigned as chair of the party, that a lot of the state central delegates who voted to re-elect her in, this past spring, I believe April was the uh, election for Republican Party chair, they're still they're still there. State central delegates. Sixty. She won with sixty seven percent of the vote. Now are enough of them? I, and I think the vote tally was like, what was it like two hundred and thirty to one hundred and ten? So, if I'm doing the math correctly, of those two hundred and thirty two hundred forty delegates, state central delegates who voted to reelect her state party chair, you'd have to essentially peel away sixty to seventy of those votes. You know, get under fifty percent. And that's if there were only two candidates, which there'd probably be more uh, come the chair race, which I believe I believe they moved the chair elections up now. It used to be April after uh, the uh, after an election year. So after the November 2020 elections, the next chair race was April of 2021. They've moved that up now to December, which I think is a great idea because then the election results are fresh in everybody's minds. And if your party does well, well, then you could certainly uh, judge the chair on the results. So the point is, uh, are there enough state central delegates that are disaffected by former Chairwoman Carnahan's performance? And do they realize that the party would be even more non-viable, if that's possible, I don't know if it is, were she to reassume her her former post? So uh, this tells me she really hasn't done a lot of introspection. And a lot of soul searching. I mean, this just sounds like somebody who thinks that this position is a, some sort of position of, of um, I don't know, some big status symbol that you could use as a springboard to bigger and better things. What those bigger and better things would be, I, I have no idea. I mean, uh, our colleague here at the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Jack Tomzak, has said it on many occasions, whether it's been on these airwaves or other shows, that... It, there have been so many people who run for Republican Party chair thinking it'll be a springboard to something else. And really, that's where political careers end up going to die. Because no one really, I mean, I'd have to think back several chairs, you know, her predecessors, you know, whether it be uh, Keith Downey or Tony Sutton or Ron Carey or Ron Ebensteiner, none, none of them have really done anything in politics of note since they moved on from those positions, whether they've resigned or didn't seek re-election or, or what have you. So I, I, I'm just not understanding the thought that she still wants to cling to this, unless it's just, you know, flat-out defiance. Like, your people te- you people telling me I can't do something? Well, I'll show you. Um, reading some more from this uh, article, a former state rep, Kelly Fenton, friend of the show, of Woodbury, who serves on the uh, committee, is disappointed that Carnahan is contemplating a comeback. Fenton said the party needs a fresh start. A good quality of a leader sometimes is to step aside and do some serious self-reflection, Fenton said. And at this time, right now, I would say she lacks the political acumen to understand that at this current time, there is no avenue for victory in either party chair or governor for her. Okay, I... um, So I, I 100% agree with Kelly Fenton on that one. Uh, as I just alluded to, uh, Carnahan, Carnahan said she's working to repair her image. She has hired a public relations firm and said she's writing an opinion piece she hopes to finish soon. She took down her Twitter and party Facebook accounts, citing her, quote, mental health and emotional well-being, close quote. Uh, you know what this you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of a uh, friend, uh, friend of mine. I won't certainly obviously not going to name him that was in a relationship with this with this girl and it was a you know, it was kind of a dysfunctional relationship he had 
issues that he had to work through before he could be in a functional relationship. And, you know, this was many, many years ago. I, you know, I still know this person and thankfully he's, you know, he's, he's great today. But back then I remember he said, you know what, I got, I'm going to get, I'm going to get her back. I'm going to go through therapy. I'm going to see a counselor and work through these issues and went through a few weeks of, uh, seeking a therapist and basically went back. This woman said, okay, I'm good. Talk to a therapist a few times, get back together. Let's do this thing. Uh, it's not how that works. Okay. It, it takes a little more, uh, extensive, uh, work on your personality and your issues in order to, you know, basically become a, uh, a, a more, f- someone who's capable of having a functional relationship. And then this is what this reminds me of where Jennifer Carnahan says she's hired a public relations firm. Oh, okay. So now we're ready to get back into politics a year later, you know, when the next, uh, main chair races. I know they're having a special election for chair coming up, I believe, in a couple of weeks. But then the, another full two. This is just for the interim time, you know, the next year and a half. But the two year term, I believe, would be uh, December of 2022. You honestly think that this is just going to be swept under the rug? You know, I've written about this at my blog, bradcarlson.org, as well. And I've gotten uh, one commenter in particular saying, you know, we need to stop talking about this. Let her let her move on with her life. And to which I say, why? She isn't giving us that courtesy. And the idea that me, uh, a blogger who gets uh, very, to be to be charitable, very modest traffic on his blog, that I, because I'm bringing it up, that's going to that's gonna be responsible for bringing it back into Minnesotans' consciousness. I wish I had that kind of influence, but uh, uh, I really don't. So uh, something to keep an eye upon, certainly. Again, this is an AP story, so she's decided to re- reinsert herself in the conversation. I'm certainly not doing it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, the clothes are coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, Join the Freedom Fan Club today. And you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, How to Raise a Conservative Daughter, by Michelle Easton. Register to win at am1280thepatriot.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? 
At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I uh, wanted to move on to the next topic, but before we do, we want to take Vincent's call. Vincent uh, from St. Paul's on line one. Vincent, aloha. Oh, thank you very much for taking my comments. If I can make three quick ones. Uh, I've been calling the Republican Party after the last election because we have an election coming up here in the city of St. Paul, mayor and all that, school board, and nobody answers. It's just a voicemail. I never get a call back. I don't know if there's anybody there, number one. Number two, with her, um, during the trial, they're going to be having trials coming up. You never know. They may start talking about her. She may be in legal trouble yet. Number three, um, does she have a home in Washington because her husband is a representative? So she, how how could she run for office or do different things if you know he's in Washington and she has to be there? Thanks for the uh, call, Vincent. I uh, appreciate. It. I I don't know the specifics of uh, home in Washington. Obviously, your husband stays there when you know he's working in Washington because well, that's where the job is. But I don't think she travels with him there much, and I don't think she's living there. So. Um, you know, it is legally possible for you to be married and have two separate legal residences, which obviously she has one here in Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, that I can't that I can't speak to. And again, those those will be something that's something that I imagine will be looked into if she decides to make a run for public office. There's talk, uh, you know, because her and her husband live in the first congressional district, or you know, that's where her husband's residence is, and obviously she's been down there more often now. I believe in Blue Earth. Yeah, and there's talk if, if, you know, Jim, her husband, Congressman Jim Hagedorn, who has kidney cancer, if he doesn't survive this, there's been talk that she would run to replace him in a special election, say, if he died in the middle of his, passed away in the middle of his term. Uh, You don't like to speculate on things like that because we certainly hope Jim has a long, happy, healthy life, uh, you know, because he beat kidney cancer once and now it's come back several months later. Um, but that was another aspect of the story. There was a phone conversation that was leaked where Jennifer Carnahan was talking to someone. Uh, the voice was garbled so uh, to protect that person. Uh, but apparently she was very, uh, very callous in saying, yeah, you know, Jim's only got a couple years. You know, Jim's going to probably die in a couple years, you know, so that's kind of the way things go. And she did address that in the AP article and regrets, you know, making that comment. So, um, but again... That's probably not going to stop some people from speculating, and I'd prefer not to because, you know, Jim Hagedorn is still with us and still doing the job. So uh, we'll just leave it at that. I did want to get, hey, speaking of uh, toxic political figures, I did want to get to uh, this story out of, um, where did I say, the Star Tribune, uh, where the uh, House Minnesota House DFL caucus expels embattled state rep John Thompson. This is from Ryan Faircloth, again, at the Star Tribune. The Minnesota House DFL caucus voted Tuesday night to expel embattled state rep John Thompson from its ranks amid past domestic violence accusations and questions about his residency. The move isolates Thompson and leaves him without access to DFL legislative staff and resources. House leaders also reiterated calls for Thompson to resign from the legislature. Rep. Thompson's actions, credible reports of abuse and misconduct, and his failure to take responsibility remain unacceptable for a member of the Minnesota House. House Speaker Melissa Hortman and Majority Leader Ryan Winkler said in a joint statement. Thompson, a Wisconsin (laughs) Democrat—I mean a St. Paul Democrat— Excuse me, don't know where that came from. Oh, yeah, he produced a driver's license that said his residence was in Wisconsin— was embroiled in a series of controversies over the summer. 
He accused a St. Paul police sergeant who pulled him over for driving without a front license plate of racially profiling him. Thompson, who was cited for driving under suspension, presented a Wisconsin license at the time of the stop, raising questions about whether he lives in the legislative district he represents. Soon after, details of past domestic abuse accusations against Thompson surfaced. Uh, Then John Thompson this past uh, Tuesday, September 14th, put out a very, very long Facebook post uh, replying to a lot of these accusations. It was a very, very long post, and as the saying also goes in politics, if you're explaining, you're losing. Uh, But it, it amounts to he's not going to resign. So the DFL is stuck with him during the 2022 session. And what happens in the 2022 uh, election cycle, you know, is really up to the residents of his district in 67A. Because we're going to have redistricting in early 2022, but it's not going to impact 67A. It's still going to be primarily the east side of St. Paul. or And if it does, you know, change, it won't be a significant change that would hurt the Democrats. And I would dare say... That, you know, if you were to rank the most blue house districts in the state, this is easily in the top five, easily. Uh, You know, I'd have to run the numbers, but if you're a DFLer in 67A, it's it's a bad sign if you get less than 70% of the vote in a general election. Let's just put it that way. So that being said, even though he has no access to... What the DFL does by expelling him from the caucus is he has, again, no access to legislative resources, you know, legislative system, what have you. So constituent outreach is, you know, it makes that much more difficult because you have you know, assistance within your office helping you and providing you names of, of your constituents you could reach out to. Well, now, you know, he's got to do a lot of that legwork on his own. But, and and another thing that the, that this ha- that happens with this is come next year there could be someone and I believe there is already at least one candidate who has uh, registered or has made a desire that they want to be the DFL candidate in 67A and whoever emerges during the from the in- endorsement process in 67A they're going to get uh, all of the help and the resources from the Minnesota DFL because now that John Thompson's no longer part of the caucus. So, you know, it's it's obviously a state party. They don't really, um, you know, they don't really pour money into, obviously, someone who's opposing an incumbent. But now that John Thompson's not part of the DFL anymore, that changes things. So this is something that the folks in 67A are going to have to grapple with. Do they do, Are they going to feel John Thompson is, you know, uh, it's not worth the effort, and whoever the DFL candidate is, they'll just rubber stamp, you know, just check the circle of next to the DFL candidate because that's basically what you do when you live in St. Paul, Minneapolis, given the percentage of votes that go to these candidates. So this is going to be something to uh, to keep an eye on. But, uh, and again, John Thompson went through his family, you know, his history growing up in the south side of Chicago, you know, he his first marriage produced two kids. You know, unfortunately, he was young though, and he and he acquiesced to the fact. Yeah, I maybe um, you know was having a difficult time and needed to grow up a little bit. And you know, my second wife and I, we've had three kids. We've had our challenges certainly, but uh, we feel life's good. And you know, I didn't want to drag her into this when I ran for office. I you know I could have stayed working at the St. Paul Public Schools, but when my friend Philando Castillo was killed by police in July of 2016. I wanted to step up and get into the fray. And you know what? I can I can appreciate that, and I can even admire that. As a citizen, when you see an injustice, what you you and you want to step up and address that, okay, you put your money where your mouth is. So for that, I can actually give John Thompson kudos, but that still does not dis- excuse behavior that's ensued. More specifically, last year, when he and other Black Lives Matter activists went to then uh, Minneapolis Police Union head Bob Kroll's home up in Hugo, Minnesota, and stood in the street and yelled obscenities over a megaphone for him to come out of the house and then yelled obscenities at some neighbors who were repulsed, rightly repulsed, by what they were seeing. That doesn't excuse that behavior. 
And again, I, 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 I understand John Thompson's had a difficult background growing up and, and what he's had to endure, and I don't, I don't dismiss any of that, and I don't belittle any of that. But that does not excuse the subsequent behavior of, again, screaming obscenities in front of somebody's private residence in a neighborhood and then accusing, unfoundly, a St. Paul police officer of profiling because he pulled you over for an equipment violation. You can argue whether those that, that is worthy of being pulled over should even be a crime, but to make that accusation with no evidence whatsoever, nothing excuses that behavior. So uh, John Thompson's pretty much on his own. Let's see how he operates as a caucus of one and, and what the citizens of 67A, uh, how they're going to move forward uh, in the 2022 election cycle. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Well, it's awfully nice that things are getting back to some normalcy. Kids are back in school. High school sports are happening. And now maybe it's time to do some of the things you might have been putting off, like refinance or do a cash-out refinance with United Faith Mortgage. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here. And one of the big advantages to working with United Faith Mortgage is they are a direct lender, meaning their team is part of a company that uses their own money to make their own lending decisions within its own walls. So there's no middleman. And this advantage often allows us to close a faster loan and get you a better rate, which can save you lifelong money. And at United Faith Mortgage, they pay your appraisal fee up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you would normally have to pay up front. And because United Faith Mortgage is a small family team, you will be treated like family. It's just how they do business. For more information and to start the process, visit them online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. That's unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Vrecka, NMLS number 65233. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Right today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidi. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like... Uh, giraffe there were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it but there were other things that needed addressing and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that all of which jtr gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me it was an amazing transformation in fact my brother-in-law who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Monday, Monday. Welcome back. I'm 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. As I'm closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming, you can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. It's the King Banyan Show on AM 1440, The Businessman, the finest show in the upper Midwest on economics. Dare I say the entire country, the finest show on economics in the entire country? Yeah, I'm going to go there. And he's ours, too, King Banyan, again, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. and on AM 1440. And then right here on these very airwaves, AM 1280 The Patriot, we have the headliner, Mitch Berg, heard Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. 
followed right up by Jack Tomzak with the Jack Tomzak Show from 3 to 5 p.m. Again, that's every Saturday. And me, Brad Carlson, closing out weekend's programming, Sundays 1 to 3. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in and appreciate your support. Uh, low these many years, 17 and a half years of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I've been along for the ride 10 and a half years, and it's I've had a blast every step of the way. And looking forward to seeing our uh, listeners uh, in a few weeks now at the uh, uh, Patriot event, celebrate, commemorating the Patriots' uh, 20th anniversary, National Salem personalities. Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk are going to be in town for an intimate dinner. Uh, it is sold out. It sold out a couple of weeks ago. I remember um, it was either last week or week. I think it was a week before, a couple of weeks ago. I was there were two tickets remaining for the entire thing. I was imploring people, come on, get out there, buy those final two tickets. There's two tickets left. I even whispered to someone in particular. I said, "Hey, buddy, get, get your get your best gal and buy those last two tickets and bring her on out." And you know what? Within a, about a half hour, they sold out. So I'm going to take credit for the for getting them over the finish line. Whether I deserve it or not, I'm going to take credit for it. So if you know that you were the one who bought those final two tickets two weeks ago, all right, come say hello, let me know, and uh, I want to get a photo op with you, and I want to kind of spike the football a little bit for, uh, you know, again, bringing it over the goal line. <laughs> but anyways, in all seriousness, I am so looking forward to this because it's been way too long since we've been together with our listeners. Uh, a couple of years, uh, a couple of years at least, um, I don't think we had anything early in 2020 before the pandemic hit. So I'm thinking there was an event with Michelle Malkin back in September of 2019. So, yeah, that's two years ago. I mean, I I, I just I'm a social butterfly. I love being around people and love being around our listeners. And so I'm very much looking forward to this event. And for those of you who wanted to get tickets but waited too long and it was sold out, you know, I'm not going to say I told you so, but every time we tell you that, hey, look, get your tickets as soon as you can because events is going to sell out, every single time it sells out. So anyways, uh, (laughs) I don't want to, again, don't want to sound like that I'm uh, doing some sort of uh, uh, proverbial end zone happy dance over your missing out on the event. That's not what I'm doing here. Anyways, moving on to some other news items. I listened to, I had a chance to listen to Mitch's show. I was actually driving to a friend's wedding uh, down southern Minnesota. And so I had a chance to listen to Mitch's program the whole way down there. And I did hear him cover uh, the uh, just absolute gag fest that was the um, the Met Gala. Uh, there was some sort of a fundraiser for the Met Gala. It takes place uh, every, I guess, every year. And uh, it's a you know big fundraiser for the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art. And uh, I I, I wrote about this at bradcarlson.org. I kind of equated it to if you found out Smokey the Bear was an arsonist. That's kind of what this this particular uh, event was like. And I had, I apologize for this, folks. I hate when this happens. I had a uh, story up from our uh, good friend Ed Morrissey at hotair.com. Northern Alliance Radio Network alum, I I should say. And uh, I, I just did. For some reason, I don't know if I, I accidentally closed it, but it was a, yeah, here it is. Let me bring that up. So essentially what the highlight of this was, you had uh, Congresswoman uh, Tide Potavita, a.k.a. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, show up in this uh, white gown with a white ball gown with the red letters, tax the rich, you know, the slogan tax the rich on the back of this dress. And, you know, she's a far left progressive and they all have these delusions that if you uh, hike taxes on the super wealthy, it'll basically pay for their progressive utopia, which the math never works out. Because if you tax billionaires 100 percent of their income, which is a fantasy, you're never going to get their entire income, obviously, uh, you're not going to be able to pay for these programs. All right. So it's fantasy, but she shows up uh, in this dress. And again, our friend Ed Morrissey at Hot Air writes about it. Uh, Satire is dead. Nothing says a woman of the people like wearing an ugly designer gown festooned with a class warfare slogan to a $30,000 per ticket gala event. The only way possible for this to get any more hypocritical would be if some fashion magazine infamous for its own elitism offered hosannas from the red carpet. Well, then Ed... uh, 
link to a video where these uh, people from Vogue magazine are just going gaga over the stress as a result. Uh, yes, those reporters from Vo- from Vogue offering a giggly damn to Representative Ocasio-Cortez. This would be the same Vogue whose top boss, Anna Wintour, had such a reputation for elitism and abuse of workers that it spawned a best-selling barely fiction novel and hit movie, The Devil Wears Prada. I'm, I may be... Um having to have my man card revoked, but I actually like that movie. I've seen it a few times, The Devil Wears Prada. Don't judge me. And if you do, well, I understand. (laughs) Uh, In fact, the Met Gala is organized and run by Vogue, and both its exclusivity and price make it among the elitist of elite social events of the year. Well, here, here's the thing that a lot of people were jumping on. Is they see Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they find out that dress is, what, a couple thousand, couple thousand dollars, whatever it is. It's like, you know, well, she makes a modest income, $180,000, you know, a couple thousand dollars for a dress that kind of seems like you're splurging on it. And then the $30,000 ticket's like, wait a minute, she only makes 180, uh, 180-some thousand dollars. And yet, you know, as a, as a member of Congress, and yet uh, she's able to afford a $30,000 ticket. Look, she didn't pay for the. T- I, I, I highly doubt she didn't pay for the ticket. In fact, uh, she later came out in a uh, in a post, uh, a uh, Twitter post. Let's see if I can uh, let's see if I can find it. Um, boy, I'm having the darndest luck finding it. I some of these uh, I have so many tabs open that some of them end up uh, closing without, uh, whether it's on accident or what have you. But uh, basically she says, you know, hey, uh, I I represent the area. Uh, Yeah, here it is. Here's the Twitter. Uh, Before haters get wild flying off the handle, New York elected officials are routinely invited to and attend the Met due to our responsibilities in overseeing and supporting the city's cultural institutions for the public. I was one of several in attendance in this evening. Okay, so you didn't pay for the ticket, but wouldn't that be, you know, I'm no F, uh, Federal Elections Commission expert, FEC expert, but wouldn't that be kind of an in-kind contribution? You get into this gala that where a ticket costs 30 grand. So do you have to report that on your FEC reports? And as far as a direct contribution to a specific candidate, there's maximums on that. I mean, there's political action committees you can make unlimited donations to, and they, in turn, you know, will support specific candidates. But that, I don't know, that that just seems to me that uh, that could be an FEC issue. Or if she did indeed receive the get, uh, the ticket as a gift, well, then the tax rate on that, you know, for her tax bracket's 32 to 35%. So you're talking about $9,600. That she would owe in taxes. Uh, I, so there, there's a lot of questions um, to be answered with this. Is you know how who who paid for you to get in there? Who you know, and if you're just allowed in, well, again, isn't that considered an in kind contribution? Someone who knows this stuff better than I do, you're welcome to call in six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. But let let's just say everything was on the up and up. In fact, I'm more inclined to think it was. The dress, $1,000, $2,000, it's a loaner. I doubt she got to keep it. I got, you know, as a gift. It was a designer gown, and some designer, they designed it and, and let, her, um, you know, let her wear it. Let's just say it was a loaner, okay, and that she was uh, legitimately allowed into this venue for free because you think about it, the, these designers probably get more out of appearing with Representative Ocasio-Cortez than the other way around. They say, hey, look at this, AOC, you know, because she's a, a lot of millennials, you know, particularly progressive millennials, love her. You know, she's got, that's, hence she's called, you know, Tide Pod Evita because the generation of millennials, they're known for uh, eating Tide Pods and because she's kind of like their, uh, their Evita, hence Tide Pod Evita. I wasn't the one who came up with that nickname originally, by the way, if you're wondering. Um, I forget where I saw it, but I can't take credit for it, as hilarious as it is. But the better question is, does she not realize that these designers, this is a business expense for them? So if they buy a table for a bunch of 
highfalutin officials, you know, celebrities to sit at these tables are like close to three hundred grand. Guess what? It's a tax deduction. And who gets to take advantage of a three hundred thousand dollar tax deduction? The uber wealthy. The very people that Tide Pot of Ida is saying we need to tax the rich. Yet by going to this particular gala, you're enabling the people. You're supposedly decrying. Isn't that rich? Pardon the pun. I mean, does she not realize any of this? And the interesting part is uh, Elizabeth uh, Focahontas Warren, uh, she kind of, um, I, th- I think she she came out with a tweet uh, earlier in the day, I think before even this uh, uh, Met Gala. Uh, took place. Yeah, it was on uh, Monday, the 13th. So it was the day before the Met Gala. And I happened to see this uh, via Twitter. She says, you know, how many lawyers, accountants, and lobbyists do you have? The wealthy and giant corporations deploy armies of them to avoid paying their fair share in taxes. We need to give the IRS the resources to catch wealthy and corporate tax cheats. Well, sounds to me like Focahontas is unwittingly calling for simplifying the tax code. Okay, and secondly, she's basically calling lawyers, accountants, and lobbyists criminals. Because if these if these people get together and help uber wealthy, you know, take advantage of tax shelters, tax loopholes, um, how does that make it cheating? These are legitimate tax deductions, tax breaks that these people are getting that are codified into the into the law. I mean, this was the Donald Trump argument when he was running in 2015, and he was unapologetic about it. He says, yeah, I take advantage of all these tax shelters, tax tax loopholes, because they're the law, so I'm taking advantage of them. But I'm here to tell you I'm willing to uh, revise the law or get rid of some of these so people like me can't take advantage of them. So uh, this idea that uh, Tide Potavita is going to this Met Gala to make this big statement, you know, she's this... Uh, you know, and again, I don't diminish her story. She was a bartender and was elected to Congress. This is how elected government is for the, is supposed to work by the people, you know, government by the people and for the people. OK, and she was one of the quote unquote people going to stand up to the elitists in Washington and battle for the working class. Well, I'm sorry uh, when you show up in a swank gala in a two thousand dollar gown that says tax the rich. And you're supporting people who are taking advantage of very policies you're decrying. That's not a good look. And that's not to say any of your progressive followers have any kind of principles or scruples. In fact, they probably were uh, saying, yeah, you get them AOC. And by the way, just as kind of aside, this was one of the more meme-worthy photos that you ever saw. It was this white dress with red lettering that said tax the rich. And someone put it up next to a Chick-fil-A bag and said, who wore it better? I mean, seriously, it looked just like a Chick-fil-A bag with, a, with the writing and everything. So um, this was a big uh, cigar exploding in the face. Hey, this wasn't the only uh, – the amazing thing was this wasn't the most egregious scene in this uh, in this whole gala. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, wrap up the hour uh, talking about that. Uh, Bob is on line one in Shoreview. Bob, if there's any way you can hold during the break, I promise I'll take your call right away when we come back for the final segment this hour. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, the closer, again, back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Some people treat investing like a game, but Marcus by Goldman Sachs approaches investing in a smart way with digitally managed portfolios that leverage Goldman Sachs strategies. So, do you want to play games, or do you want your money to work smart? You can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Investing involves risk, and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs & Company, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Lending and deposits products provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, member FDIC. 
Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. When our first responders and military die in the line of duty, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation pays off their mortgages, bringing families with young children stability. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes to give them their independence. Our nation's heroes, people who are willing to die for you and me, need your help. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Step into Chet's shoes this summer for Keen Utility Footwear. Chet's features a variety of Keen Utility 6-inch safety toe boots with steel or carbon fiber toe options. Check out Keen Utility's waterproof and ventilated footwear to get your feet ready for the season. As always, Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and learn about your job to find the boot that's right for you. Stop in to check out their line of Keen Utility footwear in Spring Lake Park or visit them at Chet'sShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Welcome back, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with one final segment this hour. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As promised, I want to get to Bob's call. Bob in Shoreview is on line one. Bob, I appreciate your patience. You are on the broadcast, sir. Uh, yeah, my comments about um, the John Thompson, the the man, senator or representative who went out to Hugo and started cursing and threatening the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I know why he couldn't get that Minnesota license, that he, why he has a Wisconsin license. He didn't have enough Minnesota nice in order to be able to get a Minnesota license. That could be one of the reasons. I say that facetiously, but my comments really about uh, – the character of John Thompson, when you compare that with people like Larry Elder, Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott, uh, Thomas Sowell, they have honorable, respectable, dignified character. And it seems like a lot of Democrats don't have that. There's, it seems like there's a lot of corruption in the Democratic Party, uh, Democrat Party, you know, killing babies and stuff. I mean, don't people see the difference? that the Republicans have more wisdom, more righteousness, more goodness? and Or is it just the fact that they don't care? They're just going to vote for people that are like them. What do you think? Yeah, thanks, Bob. Appreciate the uh, comment. You know, I'm not, I, I can't speak to the uh, character of, uh, of all Democrats. Uh, I just know that a lot of Democrats that I come across, I don't look at them as, uh, as evil or, or anything like that. I just look at them as wrong. I look at them as misguided in some of them. Yeah, there are some whose character uh, you can you can question, given some of the things they've said and done. But I think what you're talking about it all stems down to you know your personal worldview. I mean, they look at you. You cited abortion. They look at that as you know a woman's uh, you know right to choose what she does with her body. And those who are pro life say, well, no, it's it has nothing to do with your body. It has to do with what's forming inside you, which is becoming a viable human being, and that's what we're fighting, you know, to protect. So it's a it's a philosophy difference, and uh, you know there are some who flaunt their abortions. You know, like there are some who take it further, say shout your abortions, say I'm a proud, I'm proud that I've had eleven abortions, whatever else. And you know those people who 
their character you can definitely question. Okay, but for some, or it's a philosophical difference. I've I've been a big believer in in changing uh, minds and hearts uh, on that particular issue. So that could be a whole other hour discussion uh, that I just don't have time for. But I appreciate the call, as always, Bob. Uh, I did want to again wrap up by talking about this Met Gala, where you had you know the big highlight was Alexandria Ocasio Cortez wearing a big white ball gown, saying it says "Tax the Rich." And the and yet she was at a gala where the very laws and statutes and tax shelters that she decries were being taken advantage of in this Met Gala. So she was a certainly a pawn uh, in all of that. But the most egregious aspect of this is you saw these elites walking around in the red carpet and standing behind them are the staff, the staff, the help, whatever you want to call them, all wearing face masks. Whereas the elites walking into this gathering, none of them are wearing face masks. And, I mean, perhaps the most egregious one was uh, this uh, Representative Carolyn Maloney. She represents a congressional district in New York. Uh, had this gown, you know, Equal Rights for Women, and and has that and had a green purse. It's a E R A Y E S. Remember the battle for the Equal Rights Amendment that was really big in the in the eighties. And she's sitting there walking on this red carpet without wearing a mask, even though New York City, even if you you have to show first of all you have to show proof of vaccination to get into this venue. I mean that's that's New York City uh, a statute that's been handed down. Um, but even if you are fully vaccinated, you have to wear masks indoors. You can go outdoors. You know, our betters have allowed us to, in New York City, have allowed us to be outdoors, not wearing masks if we've been vaccinated. But if you're indoors, regardless of vaccination status, you have to wear a mask. And there's this Carolyn Maloney just walking along, basking in all this attention. And you've got all of these young ladies who are the help standing behind her against a wall with masks on. To me, that was the most egregious. You're you're going to allow special privileges for these elites, and the, and, the, and yet the help, the hoi polloi, as you would look down them uh, on them as, they have to wear masks. This is reminiscent of last year, where not all protests are were created equal. If you were protesting insufferable government COVID mandates, all right, you wanted to kill grandma. But if it was a social justice protest, oh, well, we got to protect the First Amendment. But Jewish people couldn't gather in a synagogue. But that wasn't a First Amendment violation. I don't know. The hypocrisy on that, I think, was the most egregious of anything at that Swank Met Gala. Uh, but whatever. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back. Mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a few. This is Alex Hartman, real estate agent at REMAX Results and ResultsByAlex.com. And I'm a Patriot listener just like you. Fake news swirls around us every day. But here is one current concrete fact. The real estate market is out of balance. There are generally way more buyers than there are sellers. If you have a property to sell, now is an ideal time. To maximize your profit, contact me today. My 38 years of experience is your assurance of a smooth transaction. And unlike one of those large real estate teams, when you contact me, you'll be working with me and only me from start to finish. So if you like the idea of working with a fellow loyal Patriot listener, if you like the idea of working with one real estate agent from start to finish, if you like the idea of working with an agent with decades of experience, then please contact me today, 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. Together, we will maximize your profit. Do you love to cook or have a favorite blue ribbon dish? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning entry will receive a year's worth of fine meats from Good Ranchers, a $1,400 value, and get a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once each day. So start cooking and enter now at am1280thepatriot.com slash recipes. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. 
I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake. The Horse and Hunt Club is one of the premier sporting facilities in the world, and it's open to the public. This place is simply awesome. There are five different sporting clay courses that provide 30 different shooting scenarios. Memberships are available as well. You can hunt pheasants, turkey, partridge, ducks, and more. And don't forget to stop by Triggers for lunch or dinner. Maybe try some of their delicious bacon-wrapped pheasant bites. For pricing and details, visit horseandhunt.com. Happy. Happy. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.